good things must come to an end. Well, at least it is for these following TV shows, season finale or season break, rather, oh. um, for some of them. Now, we're going to go through this list rather quickly, but hold on to your hats because the critic has been chained to his chair and he is still chained there and ever so excited to share with you his thoughts about the season finale of these shows. Let's start with HBO's The Deuce. Mm. It is, this is the first season, it's done. It ended on the 29th of October. Do tell us, where have we left things? Well, this is a show that um, I think got better throughout the season. Okay. So everybody, The Deuce is 42nd Street in the 1970s. CD, CD, CD. 42nd Street, New York. We have to New, clarify. That's right. Manhattan, Times Square. Hello. Um, Maggie Gyllenhaal plays um, a prostitute who has, you know, she has aspirations outside of that. All right. And we see how she gets her way into um, the porn film industry. Okay. And not just in front of the camera. She wants to be behind the camera. That's the thing. And she has a motivating force that want that, uh, you know, so she wants to get out of that life. Okay. James Franco plays twin brothers. We talked about this before. One owns mm -hmm. a bar. The other one is just a cut up. Yeah. And they're both involved with the mafia. Okay. Now they come into an enterprise where they have rooms for the prostitutes to bring their johns because they want to start cleaning up 42nd Street, the cops. So we also see the cops, what's going on there with uh, all the bribes and the kickbacks. We got that. We have a reporter who wants to crack the code on what's going on with, between the cops and the prostitutes. This and all the sounds so familiar. Doesn't it? Remember, this is from the people who brought us the wire and so okay. on. Okay, all right. And we also get the pimps. Now, at the end, not everyone is left standing. Okay. I will say that. Uh, one of the pimps wanted to run his mouth. I won't tell you which one. And he ain't no more. And we also see there's a shift in these characters from the beginning to the end. So for me, they did a good job in season one. We'll see if they can really ramp it up in season two um, if you like this kind of thing, yeah, I mean, you can check it out. It's only eight episodes in the first season, which was smart. I'll put it that way. All right. Moving on then to Liar. <laughs> I'm not calling you that, but Liar oh, okay. right. on Sundance, also in its first season, has wrapped with a total of six. Six. Do you and tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, and this No, comes a lot of it. It's done. It's done. <laughs> And this comes to us from the Brits. Um, we talked about this early on, yeah. where we have a woman who's a school teacher. Um, she meets with a doctor. They go on a date. They kind of like each other. But uh, the next morning, uh -oh, uh -oh. she goes, I've been raped. And he goes, no, you're crazy. She goes, the cops, all of this. We know in her past, she's made an accusation at a former school that panned out in the wrong direction for her. Mm -hmm. 
So can we trust her? Can we trust him? Uh, his son is one of her students. Oh, like this is a mess. And her sister is one of his colleagues. By the end, who's the liar? Is do it we, none do of we them? Know? That's we do know. Okay. Is it none of them? Is it both of them? Is it one of them? Because in the beginning you start going, I don't know that I can trust her. But at the end, is that the same? So look, I mean, we are in a certain environment right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With this kind of stuff. And I'll say, if you can stomach this, boy, I, I mean, I, I was getting hot watching this, like my blood was boiling. It's like a certain, night of. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, just watching this and just the shifting of who to trust, who not to trust. That's this kind of thing, everybody. So if you want to get your hackles up, Lie. If you want to get up, if you want to work yourself into a froth, <laughs> <laughs> you can watch Liar. I just love saying that. Moving on to Amazon's Fearless, which is another first season, we think. And it's a six total. So these are not long commitments we're talking about so far. So Amazon, of course, you know, unlike um, HBO or Sundance with Amazon, if you have Amazon Prime for shipping, you may as, may as well enjoy the perks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and this is also coming to us from across the pond. Um, Helen McCrory plays a, a lawyer um, who's very dedicated to her clients. She has one of her clients living in her house. Okay. With her boyfriend. And this client has a, a baby. Like, okay, a child. Whoa. And this client um, has a relationship with a terrorist. Okay. Wow. Yes. So that's one thing going on. And she has another person who's come to her attention because we see that she gets somebody off. Uh, you know, they're free, set free. Uh, so a wife sees this go on. Her husband is in prison. She thinks that Emma Banville, that's the lawyer's name, can get him out of prison because he's innocent. That's her belief. That's what he contends. So eventually she agrees to take on this case, which is closed. So how do you reopen it? Like, what, what is, what's the new evidence? How do you get all of this? Now, the crime he's accused of, just pull what I just said from liar mm -hmm, similar mm -hmm. oh. but there's a death involved Ooh. so what's going on there's something going on with the american military uh people in power in great britain oh, boy. you know a, a teenage girl who's dead who did what who did the killing what's the actual story and obviously these people want him to stay where he is in prison Mm -hmm. So Emma Banville is intrepid. She goes for it and does she pay the price or not? What happens to her own home life? Is her boyfriend going to stay? Are they going to get married or not? Right? She wants to adopt a child. How is that going to be affected? And what's going on with this wife of a terrorist in her house? Because mm -hmm. the terrorist is her client. 
Now, uh, okay, so Fearless, that's the title. There you go, everybody. This oh, is, right, jeez. Yeah, I mean, if you've seen British shows, typically it's British detectives now with women. Now mm -hmm. it's a lawyer. It's similar. Uh, is it as great as Happy Valley or the, or, or the Fall? No, it's not as great, but it is entertaining. Okay, moving on back to HBO, but this time with Vice Principals. Oh my and goodness. it is in its second season, and if I'm not mistaken, That's I think it. We, we, we finished the storyline with yeah. that. Now, these are the people who, um, one, one of the executive producers brought us Veep, so they were hoping probably for similar success. And they knew from the beginning that they would just have two seasons. Yeah. Very smart, because this is as stupid as TV can get. Oh, boy. And, and I'm not even saying that as a dig. They know it, and we all know it. <laughs> like, <laughs> these are people acting like idiots. <laughs> so the vice principals, we talked about this before. Yeah. Uh, at, at first, is Danny McBride and Walton Goggins' characters. They're trying to become the principal. Uh, they get a new principal come in uh, in the form of Kimberly Ebert Gregory, uh, who's now on Kevin Probably Saves the World. They force her out in ways that I will not even describe. Okay, but Danny McBride's character at the end of season one was shocked. Who did that? And in season two, we see him come back as the vice principal, but Walton Goggins' character is now the principal. Is he the one who shot him? Oh my gosh, what is happening? Or is it the former principal? Did she shoot him? Or is it somebody else? Now, he also has a, a daughter and an ex-wife who's remarried. An ungrateful daughter, right? Yes, but you kind of can't blame her with this kind of father. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, this is a guy who loves detention hall and things like that with kids and, and tells kids to shut up and all kinds <laughs> of things. And I, this is, I'm cleaning it up, okay? Yeah, you are, yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm cleaning all of this stuff up. There's also a new vice principal who comes in and, and she's a woman. Uh, and she just wants to do whatever he says. She just wants to be in with them. You know, they all think they're cops, but they're not. This is the kind of thing that's going on. Now, Walter Goggins' character, who's the principal, he's married to a woman who makes more money than him. She's the breadwinner. And her mother lives with them. The mother can't stand them. Uh, and they move into a bigger house on her salary. How does that play out? Okay? So this is just comedic stupidity to the extreme. And at the end of season two, we do know who did the shooting. Is it who you thought or not? I don't know. Now, everybody, this is a total of 18 episodes at a half an hour a piece. So if you just like stupid stuff from the mind of Danny McBride, that's really what this is. If you saw Eastbound and Down, I mean, it's just, it's similar. I would say check this out. If, if you need um, your comedy to be slightly more highbrow, just slightly, then you probably can forego this one. <laughs> Moving on to uh, not a comedy, CBS's All Access Star hmm. Trek has completed its first chapter. Now, this was a sneaky hit, although they spent a lot of effort, time, money, yeah, and um, advertising space to make sure that at least we gave it a shot. The question is, was it worth it? Yes. Will we return to chapter two? Yes. Now, we talked about Sonequa Martin-Green's character. Michael. Michael. Michael Burnham, that's right. Who was on the road to getting her own 
ship, being the captain, all of that was just like a hair's breadth away. Well, she was trained by the Vulcans, but she is human. And that collision, that collision of those two things led her to making certain decisions when it comes to um, the Klingons. So this is before the original Star Trek happens, everybody. Klingons have been gone for a long time. They now come back. They have this cloaking technology and they are ready to come back with a vengeance. So she encounters this, tries to stop them. It leads to a major problem when it comes to Starfleet and she is imprisoned. Now, there's this new ship, a new starship whose captain takes a liking to her. The captain's played by Jason Isaacs. He is the main person who's on the hunt to take care of these Klingons. And they have their own technology to combat what the Klingons have. And he wants Michael to help him. She has a particular skill set. Now she's like, why do you want me? I'm not even an officer anymore. What am I doing here? He goes, look, I've been given carte blanche, essentially. You're coming with me or you're going back to prison. Mm. So she goes with him and we see all of this stuff going on. Some of her former crewmates are now on this ship. They don't trust her. All of that's there. So by the end of chapter one, the Klingons have been taken care of, or have they? Bum, bum, bum. And where in the world are they in space? Aha! Bum, so, bum, bum. Chapter two is coming back in January. This is just, just good television. Oh, just nice. good stuff. Thank you very much. Nice. Better things on FX season two. Yeah. It's back and it's gone <laughs> that <laughs> fast. Uh, you enjoyed better things if I remember correctly. So better let's see things. If, if it, if, let's see if it really truly is better, better than the things you said in the past. <laughs> <laughs> well, better things has a special place in my heart. Oh dear. Pamela Adlin plays a single mother. She's a working actress. She has three daughters in LA. She has a British mother who lives across the way. <laughs> and it is, I think, loosely based on Pamela Adlin's own life. In the second season, we see her really taking a turn as a mother here. She's asserting herself more. She's tired of these daughters, uh, one of whom is about to graduate from high school. They are really causing all kinds of fits. And the question is, can she find a man that she just wants to date? Just wants to date the dude. So that's the struggle that we have. She's a single parent, all of that's going on. And what we find out is some secrets are being unearthed in this season. One major one happens in the second to last episode or the penultimate episode. Ooh, look at that. Regarding her family. And I will say this about better things. Is it a comedy? Yeah. Is it a comedy with drama? Oh, yes. Do they handle that knife's edge between the two well? You better believe it. Mm. This season brings more dramatics, and they nail it. I mean, that second to last episode really had some moments where there was drama. And it was credible. It was credible. These, these seem like real people to me. They have their idiosyncrasies. It all seems fresh 
and real. I mean, they were singing the Salino and Barnes commercial, if you know that one. Mm. I mean, it's just little things like that where it's like, what? <laughs> Why are you singing this? <laughs> it's just, just beautiful little touches like that. And I'm excited to see the third season mm. of this. Uh, and the way they ended, no one could have saw coming. It was the perfect ending that was completely unpredictable for the second season. So I say kudos to Pamela Adden and, and the cast, and I can't wait for next year. Nice. Uh, now listen, mm. if you didn't get your full fix in mm. The Defenders, it looks like Marvel's coming back. Well, no, they are back yeah. with the much anticipated standalone TV, uh, TV series, The Punisher oh. on Netflix. Now. Yeah. If you know anything about what we're talking about, you know that Frank is back and he's with a vengeance. And apparently from what I hear and what you're gonna share, it ain't for the faint of heart. Not even close. We saw it in Daredevil, Ref. Yeah, it's pretty, that was probably the most violent I've ever seen on television, period. It's Sorry. called, yeah. Look, it, this show is true to the character. Mm. It is The Punisher. Oh. Now, what's going on? Frank Castle, known as The Punisher, he's in hiding. His family has been killed, his wife and children. He wants vengeance. It's that simple. And he wants to take care of all the people who led to that murder. Okay, and by take care, dead. Not, oh, let's lock you up or anything like that. No. Now, Homeland Security is involved because uh, Frank was a Marine, I believe. Mm -hmm. And he was a part of covert operations yeah. with the CIA. Mm -hmm. And they did something that was illegal and wrong. Now, he's a soldier and they do what they're told. But this he knew was wrong. Mm. And everyone else there knew what was wrong. So he has some buddies who were there with him, who experienced similar things. One of whom does not know that he's still alive. So he faked his death, but he's still alive. Mm. And this one has profited since that atrocity. He also has another buddy who runs a support group for vets. Mm -hmm. He lost his leg, all that kind of stuff. And at this support group, a new guy comes in and he needs a lot of help. He's suffering from extreme PTSD. So much so that he went to his, the uh, backyard of his father's house and dug a foxhole. Oh boy, wow. What's going on with him? What happens eventually is his character becomes connected to the Punisher and the media and it's not good. Mm. So they use his character to really ask this question. Is Frank's vengeance justified? Is that okay? Is he going too far? Is vigilante justice what we really want? Because what can it spawn? And by the end, who in the world is left standing? Now, oh boy. we get a character from Daredevil if yeah. you've seen it, you can guess who that is mm -hmm. in this. Mm -hmm. We also, I talked about Homeland Security. But here's the other thing. 
there is another man out here who faked his death. <laughs> and he needs Frank's help. He knows Frank is alive because he's a whiz at computers. And he worked, I believe, for the NSA. Yes. He had to, again, fake his death, leave his family. They're still alive. So he ropes in the Punisher to help watch his family. And he says, look, we have, uh, we have a similar goal in mind. Let's work together and get this done. Well, the Punisher doesn't really work well with others. <laughs> so that's the other major storyline. And the question is for season two, the villain, who's the villain? And did the, is the villain done or not? Mm -hmm. Also, what's going on with his pseudo buddy in fake deathery? Okay. <laughs> this, is, this all sounds like <laughs> So these are the questions that we'll oh see. And now let's end it here because some Please, people, God. some people, including some critics, have said, okay, with what's going on right now, violence-wise in our country, was this the time to release the Punisher? Yeah. Here's my question. When is the time to release the Punisher? <laughs> like, if we complete this thought, is it ever appropriate? And if that's the case, some of you who are saying this, how in the world can you like Game of Thrones? How in the world can you like The Walking Dead? How can you like, like half of television? If this is our problem with violence, what it is is this, everybody. It's on Netflix, you don't have to watch it. So I would say if you're sensitive to this, if you think, oh, this is not the right time, do not watch. The violence is in your face, okay? They go there and beyond. It is cringeworthy, it is. This is the Punisher though. So that's for you to determine. And I will say that it's 13 episodes, probably half of that would have been right. So in the middle, it's too elongated. But John Bernthal is the Punisher. I don't know who else you could cast, honestly. <laughs> I don't know who else. The rest of the cast was well chosen. They all came to do their jobs. And the writing is adequate enough to support what they were doing. So uh, this is not something to binge, I don't think. You're gonna need some breaks, but I made it through already. <laughs> so maybe you can as well. And it's a brutal almost 13 hours. But I do wanna see the second season. And I'll say that this is number two in the Marvel shows under Daredevil, certainly better than that Iron Fist. Oh boy, there was a jab. <laughs> no pun intended with that. <laughs> Leaving this uh, particular episode oh, behind right. in the dust, we shall end with one of my favorite. And can I say one of our? Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Is it though? F yes, for what it is, you better believe it. Yes, it's one of our favorites. It's it's a it's a show that we talk a lot about and that the critic many years ago, <laughs> three to be exact, about <laughs> called it. He was like, look, wisping wind Cliff, Cliff, standing over cliffs. Calgon, take me away. What else can we be talking about other than Paul Dark? Uh, Paul Dark has ended, and I don't know what I'm going to do with myself because I, I am. You're an addict. I'm an addict. It's, it's. I, I'll <laughs> confess. Paul Dark this season delivered beyond what mm. we ever expected. 
I'll let you give some of the plots, but I have to say they really stepped up their production mm. game and their writing game. Yeah. But don't be fooled. At the end of the day, Poldark is nothing but Dallas dressed up in Shakespearean clothing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. George is- Wieleggen, I'm coming oh. for you. This is the 18th century, so yes, you get the <laughs> costumes, you get the hair, you get the horses, you get the snide <laughs> looks. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you the get everything. All of it. <laughs> In this third season, like the ref said, look, they really said, we are going for it. Yes. Someone died. Someone major died. Yes. Um, earlier on that shifted everything. Well, no, was that second season he died? The, the father? I, I won't say who the father is. The, was it second season? or was I it believe so. Mm-hmm. Second okay. season. Which led to the main villain slithering his way into that family. Oh, George Warlegan. Mm-hmm. That actor, I'm going to have to give him kudos because I really don't like him. <laughs> you can't. You just cannot like the man. Um, and he's pathetic, but that's fine. So in this season, we have Ross Poldark, played by Aiden Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, and his wife, Demelza, played by Eleanor Tomlinson. Yes. They still had their little back and forth because Ross is in love with Elizabeth, who's now married to George Warlegan. How could Bef- that have happened? Before that, she was married to his cousin. Oh, she, my goodness. She just, and she was uh, dating Ross before that, so she just working she sure her was. way through the Poldark fa- or the family. Right. Because he went to war, you know, all of that, came mm. back, and she was shacked up with a child. And so Ross and, and Elizabeth still have this thing going on, and we know what happened in season two, okay? Because oh. she's pregnant again. Who's the baby daddy is the I question. slap Ross across his forehead. But Demelza have, has designs on... Just, this is Poldog, everybody. This is it. <laughs> Ross goes to save our, our good buddy, Dr. Dwight. Yes. In, from, in France. Yeah. He's there. He's a prisoner of war. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He not only saves Dwight, but also who someone he doesn't know who actually ends up being an influential gentleman. Yes. Well, this gentleman oh takes gosh. a look at Demelza and goes, I want some of that. Wait a minute. This yeah, man I mean, just saved your life. But hold on. Does it make it a secret? Not at all. <laughs> it's, it's not at all. He is just doe-eyed, staring at her, wanting to hold a hand, writing love poems and letters. I mean, this man is visiting the house when Ross isn't there. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And he even tells the woman, he tells the Melza, look, I know he saved my life, so why did he not give you the love you deserve? I mean, this is the stuff we get from Old Dog. I mean, this is ridiculous. I love it. So, look. It's always going to be the question of, is Ross going to stand up not only for his marriage, but for his village, for the people? Mm-hmm. And this comes to a head in the season against George, who is now in Parliament. Oh, my gosh. Places. How did he make it there? He Because Ross didn't want to be. Well, exactly. But we yeah. do get a sense towards the end of this season mm-hmm. if Ross will take that leap into his political career or not. Mm, yes. That's a question. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I will say this. In this finale, I almost fell off my love seat. <laughs> First of all, there is there's a relative of Elizabeth's who's married off to a vicar who a, pre- I mean, a pastor. A pastor, yeah. and he 
he likes, you know, his bedroom. Okay, he likes getting it on. He does. And he's disgusting. We talked about it not too long ago. He's like a, yeah. he's like a, a, you know, the disgusting, you know, sleazy yes. pastor. <laughs> Definitely all the way. Now he gets her pregnant. She was in love with, um, by the way, Demelza's younger brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. She marries him instead, gets her pregnant. She gives birth to the baby. Her sister comes. She tells the sister, I don't really like him in so many words. The sister starts seducing the man. <laughs> and she wants to shake him down for money. I mean, this is what is going on. Listen. Now, when I really almost fell off my love seat is Elizabeth. What happened is, let's just go. I'm going here, ref. I'm going here. Oh, boy. Here we go. Our favorite aunt, Aunt Agatha. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. Who is a pole dark, okay? <laughs> and and is uh, George's, uh, I'm not George, sorry. Is Ross's aunt, uh-huh. is the, the aunt oldest of, living pole dark. There you go. Is the aunt of Elizabeth's first husband. This is her home she's still living in that George has wormed his way into. And they are, of course, antagonists. She has no problem speaking her mind to him. While she has her 100th birthday party. <laughs> And George tells her, you ain't a hundred, first of all. <laughs> and that upsets her. And then she's she's not, her health is compromised. So she just wants to last to enjoy her party, okay? And she goes, oh, please, George. Just one party. <laughs> he disinvites people, cancels the party. Oh, and I'm just going to say it. She dies. The woman dies. But before the woman dies, everybody, before she's dead, she hurls all kinds of stuff at George that he wasn't expecting. In particular, is that baby of ye or not? She goes on about that eight month. Yes. So now George is looking at Elizabeth going, I don't know if this is my son. And we see at the end the conclusion of that. And this is what almost fell off my love seat. Here it is. Wait, wait, I know, I think I know what she is. Elizabeth takes the Bible out. <laughs> she sure did. Okay, and like, swears that she only had sex with her previous husband and the one now. Lie, lie, <laughs> that, this is crazy. And then she forces him <laughs> to swear on the Bible that he will no longer come to her with nonsense. I mean, this woman is a gangster. Yes, she is, but who she gave her that advice? Yeah. Who gave her that advice? Who gave her the advice? Ross gave her that advice as they were mm-hmm. meeting in the church doing a and side situation. Mm-hmm. It was a farewell kiss. Oh, okay, well, it, was, <laughs> it, it might have been a farewell kiss to his marriage as well. <laughs> See, now I'm sweating after that because this is ridiculousness. She sure did. I was like, ooh, wee. And then I thought to myself, is it? Is it George's baby? Right, yeah, and you're like, hold on. This woman, and you're like, no, I saw it in season two. I know what happened. <laughs> but maybe this is, I don't know. Look, that woman, whoa, yeah. she yeah. went for it, and that's pole dark. So hopefully in season four, ref, they will continue what we have just seen. <laughs> and we know that an uprising oh, is yes. coming. Yep, yep. It's definitely going to be some good stuff. Now, TV wow. is never, ever going to end, truly. But <laughs> lies, lies. <laughs> <laughs> lies. 
But we will say that if you want to catch most of these shows, what we talked about is not a serious commitment. It's not like 22 episodes. You can watch some of these, binge them six episodes that they are, or maybe it's on Netflix, or maybe, like Poldark, if you want to catch up on seasons one through two, you can go to Amazon, do that real quick, and then you better hightail it into your uh, bank account and shell out some money because PBS ain't going to let you have nothing without a donation. All in all to say, please enjoy TV Responsible. <laughs> <laughs>